Well, the two great benefics, and now the planet that represents our karmic wounds, are all together in the sky. Hi, Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast for Thursday, March 2nd. Thanks for joining us on this very important day astrologically. I hope the sky is clear where you are tonight. You can catch the aspect. I know a lot of the country looks like from the satellite that it's going to be cloudy, unfortunately. But if you can, be sure to catch it. It will be early. I think like before 8 o'clock Eastern where I am. And after that, it's below the horizon. But they are bright and beautiful. The last time these two benefics came together was last April 2022. The next time will be May 2024. By the way, that one next May will be in Taurus, the money sign, and it will be taking place at the time of the exact aspect in the second house, the money house. Just know that aspect is waiting for you about 15 months from now, third week of May 2024. I think we've covered this pretty effectively this week, particularly Monday and yesterday. What we didn't talk about, well, we did yesterday, but we could elaborate on it today as the Chiron piece to this as well. Now, we know this aspect is taking place in Aries. It is in the fourth house. So there definitely is an added layer of home and family, grounding of mom, if you want to go down that part of the fourth house. So like we were talking about yesterday, using the Piscean spiritual connection and energy, but particularly if there are some wounds in your home and in your family or with your mom, you could even take that blank check a step further or do what I'm going to do and just even go with where that Chiron is in your own chart. Mine is in the ninth house. So everything around religion is still an open wound in my life, and it still keeps coming up. And I keep working on it, keep addressing it, keep processing it. Now, that's not the only thing in the sky, and we've given it proper ado this week. So let's move on to the other big aspect today, and that's at 9.34 this morning. Mercury conjoins Saturn. Mercury is on top of Saturn at 29 degrees in Aquarius, and then... At 10 minutes before 6 tonight, all these times are Eastern as always here, Mercury moves into Pisces. It says, goodbye Saturn, goodbye Aquarius, hello Pisces. Now hopefully you have picked up one of those little grids online that you can find that talk about rulers and detriment and exaltation and fall for all of the luminaries and planets. There are a number of them online, but it's a good little chart to either construct for yourself or have around because whenever a planet changes signs, you can just check that grid real quick and say, is it a ruler, a detriment, an exaltation, or a fall? Most of us know the rulerships, of course, like Mercury rules Gemini and rules Virgo, but what about these other areas of exaltation and then detriment and fall? Well, Mercury, because it rules two signs, we have two different things that we can look at when it moves around. And as we consider Pisces, is it affected there? And yes, Mercury is in fall in Pisces. So that's because Mercury is exalted in Virgo. It rules Virgo. Pisces is opposite Virgo. Therefore, it is in fall in Pisces. This is called domicile. If you want to study this, it's a part of the Hellenistic type of astrology, of practice of astrology, but it is highly effective. 
And that also is correlated to what kind of astrology you practice. For example, if you practice evolutionary astrology, the kind that is practiced by or taught and advocated by Steve Forrest, Ray Merriman also wrote a book on evolutionary astrology. You don't really consider those because everything is part of our soul's development. But if you'd like a really nicely balanced approach, Robert and I have talked about it on Old Soul, New Soul. So you could go over there and scroll through the now near 100 episodes that we have done together. And you could find that and refresh yourself on what we've talked about. But if you're keeping up with the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast series, then you know that we've talked about it there several times. The man has done 60,000 readings. And he incorporates it. So I'll just leave it at that. You've got two masters. Steve Forrest doesn't. Robert Glasscock does. And this is an interesting point. So why would Mercury and Pisces not be the best of bedfellows? Well, think about it. Mercury, (laughs) I just said it, is in its head. It is all about the analytical thinking thought process. Pisces, it's all about feelings. It's emotions. What do you think we should do? I don't know. I feel like we should, you know, it's just a completely different conversation. And we need both and we need to be effective at both. Sometimes we get way too in our head. Sometimes we are way too up in the clouds. Please come back to earth. We have business that we need to take care of that is earthly business. Then you can go back into the clouds. But right now I need you to put your little mercury hat on and we need to work on some things. But without Mercury, then we're trying to figure out things in our head that we could get an intuitive answer from our spirit through our Piscean hat instantly and not have to worry about it anymore. So we have to learn to dance between these two characteristics of ourself. Well, we have about three weeks now to do that. And one of the things about Mercury conjoining Saturn as it walks itself into Pisces is basically same theme. Watch what you say. Check in with that feeling sense first. Is this going to land well? Mercury and Saturn in Aquarius is all about air being in your head. So it's a lot more of an in-the-head approach. And there is Pisces, and we know that when a planet changes signs, it's more amplified. So everything we were just talking about is magnified. Watch what you say. Yield more right now as this transition takes place today to that Piscean feeling. So, you know, here's one that uh, we could borrow from human design. The t- And I'm not an expert in this at all, but I can at least tell you this. Generator, that's what I am. 70% of the people are generators. They say that you get your pulses by connecting with your sacral area. So in other words, your root area and through mm-hmm or mm-mm. Like literally guttural sounds that you check in to see if something feels right, well, there's your Piscean dilemma. And lean into that, especially if you're a human design generator. Uh-huh. There's your yes. Mm. There's your no. All right? That's how you handle that aspect. Have a great day. Sending you love. I will see you back tomorrow. We'll wrap up the week and set up the weekend. Love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.